0: Ladies and gentlemen, Ali, a sneaky right hand. Another sneaky right hand. This time he works over the shoulder for me.
1: champion is taking the mandatory eight
2: count
0: and Foreman is as poised as can be in the entertainment capital of the world
3: right now he backs off from a sharp right uppercut to the body by Tyson
0: again a double right hand to the body and the chin down goes Lorenzo Boyd the count is five the count is six the count is eight. He will not get up. It's over. It's the T.C. Martin Show. The man is dangerous. He's dangerous. He's Steady. crazy. Uh, and don't give a damn button up. That's true. He says, ah, come at you. It's time to get your daily prescription from the doctor. Fighting out of the blue corner. T.C. Martin. As he hit him with that
2: punch, I think his
3: eyes went into separate orbits there. The doctor is now in. Let's get it on! friday hour number two we're talking pacquiao ugas tomorrow night t-mobile arena appreciate al bernstein for joining us last hour go check all that out And in our interview with tim bradley from earlier in the week we got all the coverage for pacquiao ugas the legend manny pacquiao it's on the website at tcmartinshow.com we've got raiders in action as well too coming up tomorrow night in la they've been uh, and some heated practices with They've the They've been ramps. fighting a lot, too. They've been getting yeah. ready for fight weekend. Yes, This is all part of the fights. Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, let's go check in with our very good friend, colleague. Does a fantastic job with the Las Vegas Review-Journal, the video side, uh, the writing side, the all sides. And uh, she's there live at the weigh-ins for Pacquiao and Ugas. Heidi Fay, Heidi, what's going on? Hey man, I'm doing all
1: right. I'm back in action. I'm out here waiting on you know uh, this fight to happen, and it, it's going to be crazy. I think it's going to be a crazy fight.
3: Okay, what makes you think it's going to be a crazy fight?
1: Just because of the whole situation, but you know it was supposed to be Errol Spence. You don't know if this is going to be Pacquiao's last fight. You know, can he can he make the U-turn real quick and figure things out? You know, it's just originally. Um, You know, he had a right-hander, and it's a southpaw. It's like all those little things, you know, you start thinking about and just wondering how this can pan out.
3: Yeah, it definitely adds uh, to the intrigue. And like we've been talking about the entire time, you know, I don't know how many people decided not to either go to this fight or not purchase this fight via pay per view. But, you know, if you're a Manny Pacquiao fan, you're going to see Manny Pacquiao. You're going to pay for Manny Pacquiao because even though it was Earl Spence Jr., Manny Pacquiao was the A side. I mean, he's the drawing card, uh, even though Spence, you know, was undefeated. So I think if, if you are a boxing fan, you know that Ugas can actually fight as well too and he is going to be a a tough opponent uh, for Manny Pacquiao maybe you know in a different style in a different sense than Neural Spence Jr. would be but no I'm with you I'm looking forward to this can hardly wait to to be there tomorrow night
1: yeah this is going to be crazy I think it's just uh you know um I've always been like curious to see what Manny Pacquiao does when he comes back and it's just you know he's gone so long in this sport and done so many things and what he's accomplished, uh, you know, with eight different weight classes, holding belts and all of them. It's just, it's insane what he's really done and accomplished. And, uh, you know, it's always a good fight when he's out in the crowd, you know, out, out in the ring Excuse me I almost sit out in the crowd We don't want Pacquiao Out in the crowd fighting Right <laughs> This is true He's literally above me Right now Like they're doing An interview with him So I'm trying to be Kind of quiet
3: you want, uh, can you t- If you tell him And Freddie You're talking to me You'll probably get a smile on it And maybe just th- You know We'll just uh, Throw our microphone in there How's that There you go you know, yeah, hey, yeah, you know, what, hey, we did it at the AT and T store. What's the difference now? We do it, we do it uh, with, with Manny Pacquiao, right? <laughs> right, exactly.
1: So yeah, I mean, the thing is, you know, like. I don't, I've been thinking a lot about just the differences, you know, between Ugas and Spence too. And like, um, I said earlier, you know, he was preparing like to face the Southpaw and Spence and then you got Ugas. He's like a power righty, you know, and it's just, it's, it's like, that's what's so intriguing to me. And like, even though he's such a, you know, like I said, a legend of the sport where you're, you're able to make the adjustments and you have a world class trainer like Freddie Roach, you know, so it's like you can make those adjustments. But when you just think about it and, all that he brings to the table. I, I just really think it's going to be kind of crazy.
2: When it comes to this fight, and we were just speaking with Al Bernson and TC asked him this question. We've been asking people throughout the week, this kind of with both of these guys training for different opponents, and now they're facing each other on short notice. Is there an advantage to one or the other? Because it would seem to me that Manny's pretty much seen everything that this sport has to throw at him.
1: Yeah. And, you know, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I don't, I don't know if it makes that much of a difference for him, like, you know, the change of opponent or who it is. And, um, you know, the the fact that he's back and just, you know, in shape, he looks great as always, you know. Um, And I think that, you know, it's funny they have uh, Keith Thurman out here. And Keith Thurman's been doing the analysis on the fight uh, during this event. So I thought that was kind of cool that a former opponent of his, uh, you know, was sitting out in this crowd um, you know talking about all the different things Pacquiao brings to the table and it you know it's just he's on a different level he's on a different level than so many people whether he's 42 years old or whatever you want to say about him and his age or you know those kinds of things what he's accomplished you can't dispute and so yeah I mean whether or not it's been you know two years since he last fought I don't I don't really think that for him the way that he is I, you might shake off a little rest in the first second round but once you're gone into the third round i think you would be fine
3: all right heidi fang live at the weigh-ins that just concluded for pacquiao ugas she is there on the scene uh heidi manny waiting at 146 ugas 147 at the Walter weight limit tell us what you noticed uh at the weigh-in
1: Oh, not much else. You know, they both look good. It's funny because I didn't notice the weights. I couldn't hear them. <laughs> I couldn't hear them. That's so, why we're here, uh, Heidi. You know, that's why yeah, we're here. You know, it's really funny because, like, I just could not hear what they said from the scale uh, as far back as I was. But, yeah, so that's good. You know, but what I noticed is they both look in good shape. It doesn't look like either of them had a bad weight cut. You know, I think once you get all rehydrated and ready to go, they're going to be, like, everything that you expect from two elite. You know, people, one Olympian and um, Ugas, and then Pacquiao, just you know, world-class fighters. So this is going to be a good one. This is going to be a good fight. I'm very intrigued by it. I can't wait to see what happens on Saturday. I'm just happy to be back on the fight game, man. I, yes. I always love being out at these fights, and it's uh, Vegas. You know, MGM. No.
3: Nobody else puts on fights better. No, and it's a it's great to, that you're going to be back, and, and that's how you and I first met. You know, really face to face was was being at these fights and, and covering them together. So, uh, well, yeah, I'm glad I'm glad glad you're back. Uh, you know, covering. We'll see you tomorrow night. So here's what I want you to, do. Heidi. You are a photographer extraordinaire. You have many talents. You're a woman of many talents, as we well know. But I want you to to and hopefully you zoomed in during that weigh in with Manny Pacquiao or the face off. Or if you can't right now, I want you to snap a picture, and then I want you to snap a picture tomorrow night when he actually is in the ring, getting ready. You know, for the for the pre-fight, uh, you know, introductions. Because when we talked to Tim Bradley, he had Tim Bradley on a couple days ago, and as you know, Tim fought Manny three times. I thought Tim said something very, very interesting. He said that when he fought Manny, he said he saw him at the weigh-in. He saw him at the press conferences. And he looked small, and then for some reason, every time Tim fought him, Manny looked this like a giant compared to what he was at the weigh-in and at the press conference earlier in the week. It, you know whether it's rehydration or what it is, but then you know he gets that motivation and he's like a different person when he turns it on. But he said it's just really strange how a fighter like Manny Pacquiao of his stature looks so much bigger and stronger the night of the fight
1: yeah always I mean, once you rehydrate and you get all the nutrition that you need and you come back you know and maybe he's able to have some set and lupia you know the traditional filipino dishes get back in back in the form and all of that so yeah i think uh these are always you know and these guys are pros they know exactly what they need to do to rehydrate and to get in you know back into rehydration and all of that so yeah i think it, they both look good
2: how do you see this fight going, Heidi? Because it seems like almost everybody thinks it's going to the judges' scorecards.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I really do think that you could see that there's a lot of respect between these guys. Um, and whenever I see that, I always worry that, you know, they're going to show too much respect in the ring. So um, I don't know how that will play, play out once they're actually standing toe-to-toe. But I feel like... You know, I see Pacquiao taking a decision. I see him, I see, I see him going
3: out on a W. So I want to go back to the uh, the Filipino food that you're talking about here. you got to explain <laughs> what that is. You know I was going to go there with that. And, and more importantly, I think you could probably slip Manny, uh, you know, one of your recipes or actually once you go home and cook him something and maybe slide it to him tonight, he'd be more than happy to, to share your dish. Right? I mean, again, I mean, you're like family with Manny. Yeah, I mean, my family makes the best
1: lumpia, I tell you that much, first of all. It's hard to find lumpia that's the same in the store. Um, Those are like little egg rolls, like little spring rolls, you know? And then the other one is panse, um, and that's like a thin uh, rice in noodle um, dish. And it's like kind of like an equivalent of chow mein, if you will, <laughs> or lo mein, depending on uh, what region of China we're talking about. But yeah, it's like kind of like that.
3: All right, there it is. She, she broke it down for us. Not only broke broke down the weigh-in, but then she broke down the, the food options as well, too, right, well, the I diet. Want,
2: I want you to break something else down for me because you do cover everything out there. What does your weekend entail this weekend? Because, okay, you're going to check out the fight. We know the Raiders are playing, so I assume you're going to be watching that on video. Yep. There's a UFC yep. card at the Apex Center. I know you cover the MMA all the time and UFC specifically. I don't know if you're into WrestleMania, but maybe your son is or something. So what a, outside of the fight, I would guess that you're going to be watching a lot of video of a lot of other stuff as well.
1: Yeah, no, I'm going to be probably at the fight watching that. Laptop will have football on it because I have to do a podcast after that. And then, oh, I'm so sorry. They're clearing me to go. <laughs> get out, get out. And then, uh, so, uh, I guess, final thought, uh, they have <laughs> – they, uh, Walk and talk, girl. To, Walk and talk. I'm trying. I'm s I am trying i am got to pack up all my gear. I don't have it packed. Okay. But yeah, so um long story oh. short, uh I'm so sorry. I really lost nope. my train of thought. Bad radio. No, but yeah, it, I'm gonna be multitasking like a mofo. Uh, <laughs> like you are now trying to get the hell out of there.
3: There you go. Hey, this is live <laughs> yeah, radio. This and we go on the scene, we go live on the scene the MGM, this is what we get. <laughs> go pack up your stuff, girl. We'll look forward to seeing you tomorrow night. <laughs>
1: Okay. Thanks so much for having me, you guys. I'm so sorry. That's no, all good. <laughs> like, I, I you, thought she was. Gotta, your, you got to go. I, I thought you were just going to drop the
2: I'm on the T.C. Martin show line and then they'd let you stay. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> I should have tried it. I should have tried
1: it. But I'm just trying to abide by the rules. I'm making it look good right now while I'm so talking. I'm just like, do, do, see, I'm putting this away. <laughs>
3: Maybe
1: they're, they're tuned into the show.
3: There you go. All right. We'll let you go, girl. We appreciate you, though. All right. All right. Thank
1: take, you so much, guys. Take care.
3: There, there she is. Heidi Fang, and, Las Vegas Review Journal. Covers boxing, UFC, the Raiders, and many, many other things as well, too. So there you go. Kicked
2: out of the press conference live on the air. Now that's when you know it's live. This is not a tape. (laughs) This is not something that was done a couple. Of th- this is right now live. She's packing up, trying to get the interview in live on the air. How often do you get that?
3: This is true. And again, Manny Pacquiao being six feet away from her as well. Too, I know exactly what she's talking about, describing, you know, being there because a lot of times we'll be doing the show live from that media room where they're at, you know, today, and usually. We do the show on Thursdays because you don't have those conflicts, you know. Because Friday, the Wayne is usually always at this time. It's usually at 2 o'clock or 3 o'clock. So it's like, but... Again, knowing that Heidi was going to be there today, so yeah, let's let's get her on and uh, the, the timing right there. That, like you said, it, it's live radio, and, 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 and if, we appreciate uh, you know her her chiming in. And if you're live. doing
2: the show live, they have you more in the back of the room Correct. someplace, so you don't have to clear you out like that. Right. But being right in front of Manny like that, right. she's got the pristine spot <laughs> until yeah. it's time to be told that you got to go. Time to go, <laughs> <laughs> and then it's like, well, wait, I'm packing up. I'm doing no. You're talking. Put the phone down and get out of here. So it's uh. <laughs> Yeah, it's an interesting dichotomy. But uh, and as much as you love food, I know that I used to do a show years ago with a guy that loved food so much that that was the only thing that he cared about at those press conferences.
3: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you had, I had to jog my memory. Uh, had to jog my memory there for a, a little bit. Exactly. They yeah.
2: used to put on a pretty good uh, display for the media in that when it came to food,
3: they still do. They still do. Yeah. And uh, now I'll tell you what I like about tomorrow night, and you can relate to this because the fight is at T-Mobile. I do like the fights better at T-Mobile than MGM Grand because the MGM Grand, you have your meal in the the media room where, where Heidi was at, you know, right now, and um, and they usually have a, a buffet and it's usually pretty good, but the the menu options are, are limited. When we go to T-Mobile, they give us the actual food passes, we're basically like the the voucher. So you can go get food at any of the stands. Okay. You know, so which we've gotten a chance to do at Golden Knights games occasionally. and uh, But it, it, it fights every time it's at T-Mobile. So I'm really banking and hoping on that voucher tomorrow night because... A lot of times I'll eat before I go to the fights because I'm knowing eh, the fare might not be as good. Or like you said, you get people in the media that go there just to eat. Oh, yeah. you know They go there just to eat, and they, they'll go back to that buffet like four and five times. And they'll clean it out before I get there because, as you know, I'm not one of those guys that's going to get there early for the undercard. I'm going to get there for maybe the semi-comain, the comain the co I want to see basically three fights, two fights. That's why I'm there. So a lot of times I get there, and these media, you know, guys, these hoarders, these food hoarders of the media, they take all the food. Yeah, they, they definitely do. And some people
2: hide them and sneak <laughs> them away some places. It's, yeah. it, it, it's actually kind of strange. I know when I first started going to these things, I was amazed at the amount of food that some people would just pile on their plate and stuff. And it's like... Well and 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 then the the other thing that always it kind of cracks me up and we heard a lot with the Golden Knights this year because because of the way that they had everything boxed up already and it was pre-prepared and this is just what it is there's no basic options in that but when you get everybody complaining about the food it's like you had how many hours before you got here you could have stopped and ate you're rolling the dice on what they're serving and now you're complaining about what they're serving meanwhile everybody else down there is going to the stands and that and paying the full price at all these stands for everything I understand why some people think some media are very spoiled and a little bit, uh, you know, elitist or something like that. You know, the, you know, well, they, they owe me this or something like that. Uh, but, um, yeah, but, you know, uh, there's several times when I haven't eaten. In fact, a lot of times I don't. But I seldom look and I go, oh, how dare they? Sir? I, I could stop any place before I go to the event that I want to. Well, you know what it is,
3: okay? And let's let's preface it with this. The reason why the venue or the promoter supplies food to the media because a lot of the media, not a, I'd say a decent percentage, some of the, you know, a percentage of those guys are there all day. Oh yeah. It's a long, long day before,
2: during the event. And then long after the interviews and all that. So
3: for example, if you're a camera worker or you're, you know, one of these guys or you're a, a writer and you're there early for, like, say, a pregame or a pre fight press conference. So, the fights really don't have pre fight press conference. Or, like you say, the undercard, yeah. card even in boxing matches. Exactly. Okay. So, at a boxing match or a Golden Knights game or whatever, you know, they're, you're there early and it is a long day. So, they say, you know what? We want to feed the media because these guys are going to be here, you know, well into the fight, the event, and afterwards, and then write their stories and do their live shots if you're doing TV or whatever. And so. You could be there 8 or 10 hours. So that is the reason they are supplying you food. Not because they need to, like you said. Because they're doing it as, as a courtesy for yeah, you. It's an appreciation. Right. It, 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 it's right. We're working together right. here. We appreciate what you do for us, so we're going to do this right. for you. So, But the bottom line is the guys that, that you are talking about and that we're talking about here, those aren't those guys that are doing that. Ooh. These are the guys that are like saying, I want free food. That's all. They want food the free food feed me Seymour. more yeah. and they'll say hey i'll get there right before face off at a Golden night game or i'll get there you know maybe right before the main event and they're going to spend the time feeding their face because they don't want to spend money somewhere else or, or whatever the reason is they want the free food yep so and again those are the guys that spoil it for the rest of the media yeah the abs- good guys in the media yeah, absolutely so and, and again I, i'm not
2: Totally not going to, because some of them just do have that sense of entitlement that they feel they're entitled to it. But but I always think it's weird when they complain about it so much. It's like, you know it's kind of a crapshoot. And I do know some people, well, this year when I was going to some of those Golden Knights mm-hmm. games, I would send a text to some of the people because they would, hey, what are they serving up in the media area today? <laughs> well, here's what it is. Oh, I might stop and get something to eat and the Well, then do that. Right. <laughs> you know, I, I don't care. It doesn't affect how I'm going to react to myself, mm-hmm. but... Well, is it any good? I don't know. I haven't eaten it. You know, this is what they're serving. I can't tell you anything more.
3: All right. Uh, speaking of food, uh, there's a, a story out there, actually a video, and we'll play the audio to it right now, that um, when Team USA was uh, the basketball team, the men's basketball team. The gold medal winning men's basketball team. The gold medal winning basketball team, right, in, in Tokyo, in Japan, Somebody decided to stand outside of one of their workouts and ask just about every member of the men's basketball team, is a hot dog considered a sandwich? Now, I don't know where this person was that was asking this, if it was a person from a foreign country or whatever, but I guess Did Howard Stern send somebody over there again I, doing crazy video? Well, if it was Howard Stern, I think the topic would be a little bit different. It'd be more Ezekiel Elliott type of yeah. topic, don't you think? Do you like glizzy on your hot dog There you go. Or right. Whatever right, it is. Right, right, right. Right. <laughs> right. So it could have been someone from a, a different country. And we've seen this before, where they're so enthralled with the American athlete and American food as well, too. So obviously people, you know, like myself, they love the hot dog. Well, and they I, think that the American tradition is. A Frankfurter, a hot dog.
2: Yeah, and I was just thinking more like during the Super Bowl and all these other medias and that the offshoot thing sends somebody down to, let's see if you can just get in there with a crazy question and then we can get our microphone in a a
3: photo op. All right, right. so this is as Team USA basketball players and coaches, and you'll probably recognize some of the voices uh, when you hear them, is a hot dog a sandwich? That's the question. hot dog sandwich? No, No, not even close. (laughs)
0: Definitely not. A hot dog is not a sandwich because it's just a hot dog. But a hot dog and some bread is a sandwich. Or in a bun is a sandwich. No,
3: it's not. It doesn't have two buns. It's only one bun. It's definitely a sandwich. Definitely. It's a trick question. got to get back
0: to you. A hot dog is just a form of a sandwich. So it's like a, sometimes you got like a Reuben, you got like a roast beef, or a turkey sandwich. But also, if so why don't you just call it a hot dog sandwich? <laughs> I don't know, Is a hot dog a sandwich? No. It's a hot dog. Hot dog. It's a hot dog a sandwich. A sandwich. Mm. Yeah, because it's, it's between two pieces of bark That's it. Is a hot dog a sandwich? Yes, it has bread. Yes. Yes. Two pieces of bread. Absolutely not. It's a hot dog.
3: Yeah, it's between bread, so yeah, it is sandwich. Okay. So you can see these guys some guys were into the question, others said, I'm passing, like, leave me alone. And again, not a good look maybe for some of these players. You know, we always talk about, and we talked about this last week, about, you know, why people maybe were not rooting for the men's basketball team. They didn't feel like, okay, no LeBron James, there's no Steph Curry. And then they struggled a little bit in the exhibition games. But then the Kevin Durant situation and Draymond Green, after they won the gold medal, it was like, oh, all you doubters, all you haters out there. Kind of another thing where, you know, some guys played along, you know, with the interviewer, and others like we're just waving the guy off.
2: Well, and again, we don't know exactly when they asked this. Was it after a practice? Yeah, or it was after practice because because they're, so, they're on their way to the bus. Right. So, yeah, I mean, you know, yeah. I mean, I and they're tired. Yeah, yeah, I can see where someone might be like, "Get out of my face!" That's a stupid <laughs> thing to ask or whatever. <laughs> but again, I mean, it's. It, it, I, I I thought the one answer was interesting when the guy said, "Well, no, because it's only got one bun." Well, wait a second, sub sandwiches are only—it's just a piece of bread cut in half, so that'd be the same thing as like a hot dog bun on a bigger scale it might be gnella bread or something better than, than normal or whatever but uh you know people always ask that it's it's one of those low hanging fruit things that you can take and people have their opinions right. on i've never understood why people care so much if you consider a sandwich fine it is if you don't it isn't right. it's like but but i do agree a hot dog in itself is just a hot dog is a hot dog in a bun a sandwich is actually the question right. so but yeah i i don't really care but Again, I'm not going to get on him too much if they brush the guy aside because they probably thought, I flew all the way to Tokyo and <laughs> right.
3: this is what I'm answering? Right. And here's I- my i got to go jump on my cardboard bed. So if, if you get in this position to ask a question and you're hitting Team USA, all these superstars, you can't come up with a better question than that? I mean, seriously. thats It's a ridiculous question. It's, pre- it's probably a stupid question. It's a dumb question. Yeah, because, again... You have, you've, you've placed yourself where you're going to have a microphone while these guys are going by you. And how you did that, okay, don't know. Don't really care. But anyway, you, it's like the golden moment, and you go with that. Like you said, low-hanging fruit. That's a low-hanging question. Nah. Absolutely. Why didn't you ask him while he's rolling out, like, hey, what did your gooch mean? I mean, something like that. You might, might get a little better response. And no one probably knows. You probably get a, a variation of answers.
2: Did you ever break wind and have baby powder fly out?
3: <laughs> there you go. You a know, little bit more creative. Those are questions that might make him stop and go, what? You know, you know what they'd say? Draymond <laughs> Green would say, ah, oh, you know Ezekiel Elliott, yeah. 92, 92. 92. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's Zeke. That's Zeke. Question. Okay. Yeah. Probably got. Well, Zeke could little... say, "I've seen some hot dog sandwiches in my day." Yeah. <laughs> Glizzy for everybody. <laughs> oh jeez. Yeah. I don't know. All right. Well, is cho- a hot dog a sandwich? Uh, you're asking me. Why not? Never even thought about it. As much as I love hot dogs, as I love sandwiches, as I love food, never thought about it. So right now, I think about it. A hot dog. Is it a sandwich? guess it could be considered a sandwich because you do have meat and you got the bun. I rarely eat a hot dog by itself. So yes and no, but again, what's the difference? I'm going to order, hey, give me the hot dog. Give me the Chicago dog. Give me my hot dog with grilled onions and mustard. Uh, it, it's It's a given that the hot dog is with the bun. How about a hamburger? Is a hamburger a sandwich? Well, that's more of a sandwich than maybe a hot dog, right?
2: Yeah, and I was thinking... You ever hear true. hamburger sandwiches? I, I never heard them called that, but, yeah, but, but again, it's like, you know, so, yeah, I don't know if it is or not, but here, to me, is the deciding point. Is a bologna sandwich a sandwich? Yes. Well, bologna is just a round piece of meat that's basically a hot dog yeah. that's not rolled up like a hot dog, so... Tuna fish sandwiches. Yeah, call it a sandwich, call it or not a sandwich, whatever. But if you have a chance to question Team USA during the Olympics...
3: Come up with something better. How about this? You go on a menu, and for the most part, where do you find the hamburgers and the hot dogs under which category? Because every menu has a category for the most part.
2: Well, usually most of the places I go have like hamburgers and stuff like that, and then they have like a sandwich place which is separate where they'll well, have the rubens or the french dips or the this okay. or that. Or but the I've seen chicken I've seen
3: hamburgers and and hot dogs under sandwiches. Right, but but like I'm thinking a lot entrees, of place- Yeah, but I'm thinking a lot of sandwiches. places do have
2: like hamburgers. So okay. because they'll have like. Four or five different types of hamburgers, like even at Freddy's with the jalapeno burger right. or the bacon burger, or
3: the this and that. Well, that's like
2: hot right. hamburgers have so many different varieties. I like, guess I'm like going a to a Reuben restaurant is a, Reuben, a right, this right. And that.
3: I guess I'm going to like to a restaurant or maybe even a 24-hour place or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Where you have right. a variety right. of, of but but you can afford lunch, to go nicer dinner. places
2: than me, so <laughs> you know so I I I don't get that all the time. You know I I don't do they have hot dogs at Hanks? Is it a is it a sandwich or is it probably something that's not on the menu?
3: They do have the $28 hamburger at Hank's. Well, there you go. They do. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> it used to be like 18, then it went to 24, I think now it's, now it's 28. So, I guess the official USA poll was uh is a hot dog a sandwich? It was 6 yes and 5 no. But then again, are you sure about that because a lot of these guys seem like they're on the fence a little bit. But here's the deal. As well, we really like- think about it, wait a minute. A sandwich, the definition of a sandwich is bread, right? So like I said we just reeled off bologna, peanut butter and jelly, that's not of any substance, tuna fish, hot dogs, hamburgers, they're all have bread on the top and the bottom, right? So yeah, I guess they're all sandwiches. If, if that is the criteria, is bread the, bread is a criteria for a sandwich, right? It might be, yeah. Correct? Yeah.
2: Which makes me wonder, does any place have a hot dog wrap?
3: <laughs> a hot dog wrap?
2: You know, because everybody with the sandwich, everybody wants to eat healthy nowadays and have a wrap instead of a. Oh, I don't want the bread, but I'll give it to me in a wrap. You know, I I, I, I don't see people ordering hot dogs
3: like that. Well, when in doubt, you know, we went to the Urban Dictionary earlier. Don't oh go- boy, it's not Ezekiel's dictionary, is it? No, this, this this is the I guess the sandwich dictionary. A sandwich is defined as an item of food consisting of two pieces of bread with meat, cheese, or other filling between them, eaten as a light meal. There it is. So I said it. The and bread is not, the key. And that's not right, though. It's not?
2: No, because again, when you take a sub sandwich or something, you have one piece of bread, you cut it, but you don't cut it all the way in half, you fold it over. That would be one piece of bread, not two. So by that definition, that would be incorrect.
3: But it's breads on tops and bottom. That's what we're talking but about, But it, right? But
2: it's not two pieces of bread. Boy, it's still tiki-tik. one piece of bread. you damn right I okay, am. Okay, we're going to have be- to go to the videotape be- here? Because I'm going to get very animated about this entirely stupid conversation, <laughs> which has been are-
3: going on forever, we- and makes no sense. We're just killing time to the end of the break, to the bottom of the hour. Yeah, which we're here. Thank Aren't we goodness we already past that. Yeah. <laughs> this is going to make whatever B sale has to say sound intelligent. And this is what we're talking about: about going to video review and replaying from the different angles and everything. So, I mean, like with you, you're saying, well, wait a minute. It's not just two pieces of bread. We've really got to dissect this. We've got to look at the angle, you know, from uh, this angle, the goal line angle. Now we've got to piece it together.
2: Well, again, all sub-sandwiches in that they're not on two pieces of bread. It's one piece of bread cut and then opened up.
3: Bread on top, bread on bottom would consist of a sandwich. Does it's it
2: actually be- kind of bread all around because yes. it's not two separate pieces.
3: Uh, when used as nouns, sandwich means a dish or food stuff where two or more slices of bread serve as the wrapper or container of some other food. Boy, we're digging deep into the video uh, review here. There you go. Is Instant it still, replay. Is
2: it still a sandwich if you don't use the bread and like, you have it like in a wrapped in lettuce or something like that? I don't care! <laughs> well, then let's just what end this ridiculous segment and get ready for BSL.
3: Back to more nonstop sports talk with the Dr. T.C. Martin. Browns,
0: Browns, 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 Brownsville, Brownsville.
3: All right, we get ready to uh, get back to the Cosmopolitan of Las Vegas on Friday afternoon starting uh, September the 3rd, so make sure you get ready to come on down and join us. Our Best bet segment will be in full effect as well, too. Actually, we'll get into the Best Bets Probably officially the week after the first week of the NFL season. But uh, September 3rd, 4th weekend, that's the Labor Day weekend. We've got plenty of college football going on uh, that weekend as well, too. And actually, college football will actually get underway next weekend. A lot of games happening. Can hardly wait for the college football season with fans. With fans, but hopefully with games being played the
2: day and locations where games are supposed to be played. Because we're already seeing little hints of what's going on and what we saw last year. Now Auburn's coach has COVID-19. I just hope we don't have all these cancellations and Thursday night games that are played on Monday nights and this game's canceled and then the two teams get together. And it was was a trials and tribulations last year. I don't think it's going to be perfect this year, but I hope we're back to a pretty normal, regular Mm -hmm. schedule and routine.
3: I don't think we're going to see that this year. I think that, that college football is going to trug through this thing the way the NFL did last year. I think college football kind of learned from that, and they're saying, listen, we've got too much money invested, got time invested. We're not going to keep giving these players another year of eligibility like they did last year. And I think that they are going to go through this. And I think they were very, very conservative last year. They were afraid. But now at this point where so many of these communities – are back to basically full capacity with stadiums or you know you see so many of them i hate to say it with you know with people without wearing you know not wearing masks that i don't think they're going to say hey if a coach has got covid or coaching staff or there's some players i just think you know they're going to go through the proper protocols and try to make it as safe as possible but i don't think they're going to go to that extent of actually canceling or postponing games, you know, because you're dealing with 90 players. It has to be the next man, you know, up mentality, okay? It has to be, and I I believe there's just too much on the line. Again, it's not like Major League Baseball where you can say, okay, you know, we're calling it a day today. We're going to come back tomorrow or the next day. You can't do that with football. And in college football, I mean, everyone lost so much money last year. And again, not saying it's all about the money, but you know it's about the safety. But I think there's enough protocols in place that uh, I think it's going to be, it's going to affect fewer people than we saw last year.
2: Well, and again, I, I hope you're right, and that's why I say I hope that we get back to that normalcy. But the things about it that are scary is the problems with winters coming up again. We know that what they say is that it seems like when the weather gets colder. This stuff gets even worse. We don't know if there's going to be another new strain after the Delta variant that's going to come out there and affect stuff. People are talking about booster shots. Yay, nay, should you get them? There's still a ton of people that haven't been vaccinated. So my concern is that a lot of people still aren't going to do the right thing or what a lot of people perceive to be the right thing. And we could have another surge that could screw everything up again. I hope that's not the case. But... I'm cautiously optimistic about it, but I'm certainly not counting on it because I have no idea where this stuff is going. A lot of people didn't think we'd still be talking about it at this time. Everybody thought it was going to be done after 2020. Oh, 20, remember that? Well, it's still so 2020. So th- now we're over halfway through 2021, and it's still all over the place, and it's surging like crazy.
3: The big difference, though, is we didn't have the vaccination at this time last year. And you have the vaccination, so that you know, put into place – Again, with the Raiders, same thing. They're just saying, hey, we're we're making sure that our players are, are vaccinated, they're taken care of, they're safe, and now our fans. Our fans, if you want to come to a game, you have to be vaccinated, plain and simple. And everyone has to wear a mask. Okay, if you're not vaccinated I mean if you are vaccinated, then okay, we'll we'll no mask required. But again, offering shots, which which the Raiders are doing. I think other teams are gonna be doing that. The vaccination shots on game day to at the stadium and still allowing you to go in so I, I just think that they're they're still being cautious but again we are more safe we are more healthy as a society and i know what you're saying this this strain is still out there but for the most part who is it hitting it's hitting the people that are not vaccinated they either have refused to get uh, the vaccination shot or just don't want to
2: Right, no, and I understand, and that's why I'm saying I'm cautiously optimistic. I hope you're 100% right, and and I have a feeling that you might be, but we're also talking about a lot of different colleges all over the country. Are they all going to put those protocols in? Are people going to complain if they do? What's going to happen? And if one team does get hit, are they going to reschedule again, or are they going to do like the NFL is kind of saying, like, if your team gets struck with this stuff, that game is just over. You're done. Yeah, and you want to make and you, you want to make it really serious. Exactly, make it make it a loss, not just an old contest. Make it a loss to make these schools have to be proactive. I don't see that happening because then you get too many people complaining about that. Because in this world we live in today, people complain about everything.
3: Well, and then you got to factor in too, and you brought up a good point there about colleges and the college life. We go back to it was about a year ago at this point in time remember we uh, talked about the scene in Tulu- uh, Tuscaloosa Alabama where everybody was at this bar and they're cramming in and they didn't have masks that sort of thing and then you know the governor had come in there and say wait a minute you know if you guys want to beat this thing and if you want to come watch the Crimson Tide play you can't be acting like this so that is a thing I mean you got a lot of knuckleheads with the younger generation that think, hey, I'm immune to this. You know, I'm not going to be able to, to, you know, to be infected with this. And that's what they think. So, it's, yeah, the, the college landscape is a little bit different. But even though that, I'd say a majority of the fans that still go to college football games, even though they're on college campuses, they're adults. You know, they're well, yeah, older. They should be by this yeah. time.
2: But then again, you yeah. talk about okay, the governor of Alabama said you can't be acting like this and go to the football game. Then right below them down in Florida, we have a governor that's telling people there's no mass mandates or nothing. Yeah. I will close you down and shut you down if you try to make one. Mm-hmm. And we have the, the mayor of the biggest city, Miami, in that state suing the governor for it. So there's still a lot of different stuff going on here. Uh, when before in American history have we seen mayors of
3: cities suing governors for laws that they're trying to implement in that? It mm-hmm. is literally bizarro world. Yeah. Yeah, we can only hope that we get a a regular college football season and we'll see opening weekend here. But, yeah, I I just think that we are going to see games played and very few, if not any, You know, games. And there probably will be some, maybe some of the smaller schools. We saw, you know, how conservative the Ivy League was. I mean, they were the first to to get rid of of, of basketball going back, you know, 2020. They said, no, we don't don't want to mess with it. And then immediately they said, hey, you know, our football season, they were the first ones to bail out of football as well, too. But I think for the Power Five conferences, you're going to see football games, my friend. You might might see coaches that can't uh, have to sit out. Maybe some players, but you're going to see football. And let's be honest about it: the Ivy League
2: is the one league where we do know student truly does come before athletes. All
3: right, <laughs> All right uh, let's bring on our guy Brian Salmon, sports director over at News Threes making the rounds everywhere. We saw him at the Mandalay Bay Michelob Ultra Arena earlier in the week, doing his thing covering the Aces out of Legion Stadium, covering the Raiders as well. And we've got Fight Night tomorrow night. We've been hitting that pretty hard. Pacquiao Ugas T-Mobile Arena. B Sal, what's up? Where are you at? Where are you going to be? <laughs> what's going on, guys, man? Sorry sorry for the delay. I hate I hate to
0: keep the fans waiting, but that means that uh, hopefully they, they still want to hear me talk a little bit. But, yeah, I'm going to the fight. Pacquiao, Ugas, guys, man, of course. You got to go to that fight. <laughs> it could be the very last time we see Manny Pacquiao, and he was holding court over there during the press conference on Wednesday, and he has me excited about watching him fight because he – he 's forty two but he
3: seems like he 's thirty two yeah we know b Sal that that Manny is a a freak of nature he 's phenomenal, and you know two years ago when he last fought Keith Thurman, where he dominated Thurman, and, you know, people talk about you know Manny not having a knockout punch, remember he knocked down Keith Thurman in the first round of that fight, so yeah the the difference here is it 's two years of inactivity. That's a little scary, but again, Manny's Manny and, you know, the talking to Freddie Roach and looking at, uh, you know, the video that we've seen of him training, the speed still looks electrifying. So, yeah, I'm I'm banking on it. I can hardly wait to see Manny. Love Manny. And uh I say no way B Sal that this is the last time that we see Manny Pacquiao unless that he loses. I don't see that happening, but again, he's going to hang around. Uh, you know, he's got basically you know, the free, the free card or the free pull, so to speak, here, because Earl Spence Jr. was supposed to be in this fight, and now Spence is out, so he's got the, he's got the free play card of, okay, Spence, when he gets healthy, and there's Terrence Crawford. Manny Pacquiao will be back. He's going to fight either one of these guys and maybe them both.
0: You know what? The fact that he wants to fight either one of those guys at 42 years old really just says what kind of, what kind of competitor he is. But I will say this. This fight against Ugas is, to me, honestly, it, it's equally as tough of a fight. And the reason I say that is because Ugas is a good boxer. You know what I mean? He's a good boxer, and he's not going to be trying to knock out Manny Pacquiao the way that Errol Spence would have been trying to knock him out, which would have opened opened him up to um, get more shots from Pacquiao and to let Pacquiao be more of a counterpuncher than an aggressor. So I think that... That Errol Spence may have played more into Manny Pacquiao, but all that being said, though, you said it perfectly, man. The fact that this will likely not be his last fight unless he loses, and I don't necessarily see him losing this fight against Ugas, it may not be the exciting fight that we wanted with Spence, but Pacquiao, man, he's just a genetic marvel, man. I, I I'm a huge fan. I,
3: I think it will be exciting though, because when we go back to the Sean Porter Ugas fight. That was an exciting fight. It was a close fight. And I think a lot of us, including myself, thought, okay, Sean was going to do away with this guy. But you got to remember, this guy, Ugas, has been on a long winning streak and just threw out that loss to Porter. I mean, this guy is, is a champion. He, and again, he's in shape. He's not a last minute replacement. He was going to be on the undercard anyway in the co main event. So, no, this, this is going to be a good fight. And if Ugas, you know, brings it the way he brought it with, with Porter, this isn't gonna be a lackluster fight. It'll be an exciting fight. You know, man- and Manny should be able to outpoint him. And I think, you know, anytime you got Manny Pacquiao, especially in Vegas, you know, he's gonna get the benefit of the doubt from the judges. So any close round will probably go to Manny. But no, Ugos can fight. It's going to be a good fight. The only thing it's lacking is the opponent in Ugas in name recognition. But it's gonna be a good fight. No, so you I agree.
0: No, I agree. Yeah.
3: Especially being
0: Cuban. You know like I know, man like Laura those Cuban like Cuban fighters can they can box really well just most of them aren't knockout artists which is what Errol Spence was you know what I mean so that's the only thing that uh well you- He'll try to box Manny,
3: but I don't think he'll be trying to knock. Him yeah, out. and Laro puts you and Laro put you to sleep. Nobody wants to watch that guy fight, but but yeah, Ugas at least comes forward, <laughs> doesn't have big knockout punch, but he will be aggressive.
2: And it's definitely to Manny's yeah. advantage that uh, the judges are from Vegas and not from
3: Australia. <laughs> yeah, this is true. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Jeff Horn. Reference. Okay, <laughs> yeah. very nice. All right, uh, yeah, we, we love we love Manny. All right, B. We're Sal. All right, so you're going to be doing some coverage there tomorrow night. Uh, you know, covering the fight and yeah. everything. All right. Good? Yeah. Yeah, I'll be covering the fight tomorrow while your guy Jesse is in Los Angeles. He'll be covering the
0: Raiders game. So, we got everything covered, my man. All
3: right. There it is. And uh can't wait for that. I mean, it's, uh, Sunday sports night. That'll be a, a packed sports night if you're going to be doing a Sunday night, right?
0: Yeah, no. Since the Olympics are done, man, sports night is back. Good. And uh, last week I had Eric Allen from the Raiders doing some stuff that, you know, some exclusive stuff that I had with that Raiders training camp report. And this week I'm looking... I'm trying to get a, a special boxing guest on. Uh, we'll see what happens with that. I mean we've got that in the works.
2: So when when it comes to covering the Raiders this week with Jesse being out there in LA, did they think they were part of the undercard for fight weekend or something? Because there was a lot of scraps in the in the train in the in the joint practices.
0: That's funny you say that. I used the same line when I did my sports with today's Friday on on Thursday, so that was yesterday. Yeah, man, that that. You know what? Anytime they have those joint practices and anyone I've ever been a part of, whether it was the Patriots and the Saints or even the Raiders and the Rams a few years ago, whichever team doesn't do well the first day, the second day they always come back and they try to start a fight because their coach has let them know that they didn't they didn't compete as hard as they should have the first day. So you knew that was coming. But man, they, they cut practice early because of that. That was that was something special tomorrow uh, night.
3: Yeah, and, and most of the, these uh, altercations happen with the special teams guys or the youngsters that are trying to make a team. It's usually not with the veterans.
0: You're absolutely right because veterans don't have anything to prove. The young guys are trying to get their name out there and do something that kind of catches the coach's eye without crossing the line. You, you heard John Gruden afterwards. He was like, man, I didn't like that. That was, that was child's play.
3: Chucky was calling the Dallas play. Well, you know, the thing about it is he said this going into this before they left town to go down to L.A. He goes, man, I don't hopefully we don't get a bunch of this cheap shot, you know, stuff. And and it doesn't turn into this juvenile stuff. And sure enough, you know, it did. Uh b sal let 's talk a little bit about what you expect to see from the Raiders because in the last Saturday night 's game here against the Seahawks you saw, you didn 't see any starters on either side from the Raiders or the Seahawks. Uh, you may see a little bit more of the Raiders in preseason game number two, but Nathan Peterman looked good uh, the Raiders they executed the timing was good, and we know this Rams team. I mean, Sean McVay just came out and said two weeks ago, yeah, preseason, forget about We're not playing any of our guys here. This line has gone up to six and a half. The Raiders are road favorite here. Uh, how do you see the Raiders, you know, uh, you know, finishing up here in, in L.A.?
0: No, you're right. They're not going to play any of the, the starters, any of the guys that, you know, have big names like Jacobs and Waller and Carr and all those people. But they will play their starting linemen, you know, because Leatherwood played in the first – game and whatnot you want to see how those linemen block and they need to get some kind of chemistry so I think that'll be the big thing to see what they do on the offensive line and the defensive line those are big big keys and also the cornerbacks and the defense those guys will play because you know the Raiders defense is stuck for I mean they've stuck for a while now so they'll play those guys just offensively you won't see any big names and look for them to run the ball a lot
2: And how much do you think the Raiders want to get a look at Mariota since he was injured going into the first game, get him a couple snaps and see what he looks like out there? I know it's not a regular season game, but they haven't really seen him under center for a while.
0: You know what? I agree with you. That's a good point, Frank. Yeah, if Mariota is good enough to, to practice and to play, then he'll definitely get some time out there because, yeah, they want to get a good look. I mean, they're paying him all that money to be a backup, and he performed in that backup role last year, so they want to see how he does. In a
3: preseason game, for sure. All right, look forward to that. Uh, B. Sal will have all the coverage on uh, News Three. You know, tomorrow night they have the post-fight stuff. Pacquiao Ugas at T-Mobile Arena, and then the Raiders and the Rams playing at SoFi Stadium coming up uh, tomorrow night as well, too. So that game kicks off at 7 o'clock.
2: And remember, too, Brian, uh, TC talked about your Sunday show. There's also a little event called SummerSlam and Allegiant, and there's a UFC card. So there's a lot going on this weekend, and everything is on Saturday.
0: Peace out. You're not covering no SummerSlam,
2: are you, brother? You're
3: not uh, going to (laughs) be... I like how TC got out
0: his wrestling voice for that one. No, I'm not doing SummerSlam at all. I'm too old for SummerSlam, man, unless they bring back
3: the Iron Sheik and Randy Macho Man's that's Man. The, that's what I'm talking about. There you go. There you go. There you go. <laughs> that's it. Okay, we go to Brian summon You watch Brian summon News 3. Oh, you jabroni out there. You're going to see him. Iron Sheik. He, Brian Salmon. He take Jesse Merrick. He take Chris Matthews. And put you in camel clutch, you hammondeggers. all uh, right you matter or it's? Like I said the Macho, Macho
0: Man Randy Savage. Oh, you want to go there now. Me and said, Morton,
3: Yeah. <laughs> Listen, no brother should be doing the Macho Man Randy Savage, okay? No, man, <laughs> Macho Man, I actually met him. How about that? Back in the day, I met him and Elizabeth. Uh, Of course! Oh, I know! I hear you, brother! I hear you. The greatest! Him and Roddy Roddy Piper are my two favorites, man.
2: I remember when they did the groundbreaking for the old Nitro Grill at the Excalibur. Savage was there. Kevin Nash was there. Hogan was there. Diamond Dallas Page. Everybody that was part of it was there, and I was like, I mean, if you're a wrestling fan, talk about kid in a candy store. (laughs) (laughs) Scott Hall. Man, or
0: you got Rick. Rich Flair, woo! great show, you guys. woo!
3: (laughs) (laughs) All right, brother. Take care, man. And uh, we'll see you at the fights tomorrow night. Yes, I'm looking forward to seeing you. TC, I want to see a three-piece suit and a hat and some wingtips. Should I I break it out tomorrow? Should I I break out the hat? I don't know, man. Man, it's a fight night. You got to be clean. What are you talking about? Well, now, wait.
2: What I want to know, then, if you want him wearing all that, what's the official flower of the Philippines? Are you wearing that (laughs) on your lapel?
3: (laughs) I got I got a little something got a little something. Peace, planned out. For tomorrow night. Peace out, would I be frowned upon if I if I went with the hat to the fight? Would I be frowned upon? I don't say I've seen media guys wear hats. I don't know. I gotta check that. Now if I was going and I was, you know, in the That's stands, right. I definitely would, but I might get frowned upon. I need clarification. Help no, me out. Frowned upon no absolutely. my opinion is the
0: only one that matters. Anyone who had anything other to say about that, they can kiss <laughs> Margaret, like uh, Alice, is that
2: Alice? Kiss, kiss yeah, there you go, there you go. That's so, a reference. so you would like my dad's old reference? Then. Yeah, my
0: yeah,
2: dad u- kiss my grit. My my dad used to tell me when I was growing up, there's two opinions to everything. My opinion and the wrong one. <laughs> it sounds like you are on the same page there. There you go. All right, man.
0: man.
3: <laughs> we'll see you tomorrow night, Mr. Dapper Dan. Did we lose him? There it is. I don't know. Peace out. On no, the right okay, I'm right here. all you right, didn't man. Lose me? There we go. You didn't lose me. All right, we're out, brother. Be good. We will catch you tomorrow.
0: You guys have a good day. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it.
3: There, all right, man. Be sal. I think live from a grocery store near you. All right, I look forward to seeing him tomorrow. Oh, all right, live
2: from a flower shop.
3: Yeah, there could be <laughs> getting ready for tomorrow. All right, I want to thank Al Bernstein for joining us. Heidi Fang. And, of course, Brian Salmon. Go check out all of our fight coverage. It's on the website, the article, the blogs, the interviews, all there at tcmartinshow.com. All right, man. Have a good weekend. We will reconvene on Monday.
2: Yeah, see you Monday, and uh, enjoy your uh, hot dog sandwich over at T-Mobile. <laughs> we'll not be
3: getting that. Be a burger variety more more than well, likely. They have Pink's. Yeah.
2: They have Pink's hot dogs mm-hmm. there.
3: Can I get a steak sandwich? That's, that's the kind of sandwich I like. There you go. All right, uh, we'll talk to you on Monday, 2 o'clock. Be good. Have a great weekend. Be safe.